Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Fit Together podcast. My name is Raquel. And I'm Stu. How do you do? (laughs) We're your hosts. Today, we're going to talk about habits. Habits! Habits play a critical role in how we see ourselves and our life. Yes, our habits are a huge part of who we are. They set the pace for how we do things. They ultimately shape our behavior. One of the things that I really want to discuss today is that habits aren't just the things we do, but they're also our mindsets that we consistently bring into situations and how we typically react to challenges. Building good habits directly correlates to our character. Exactly. Well said. It's not just your actions. We'll go much more in depth about that later. During quarantine, I think it's easy for people to have negative thoughts, lose motivation, and fall into unhealthy routines. I thought it would be cool to talk about habits and routine and how important they are to our well-being, perhaps even more so now. Okay, but before we start, let's show our listeners some appreciation. Sounds good. Shout out to people who enjoy mowing their lawn. I know it's a chore and I know it's something that you have to do, but I actually enjoy it. So shout out to anyone else that enjoys it and finds pleasure in mowing their lawn. Okay, yeah, and you were really nice. You mowed some other folks' lawn, like you mowed the neighbor's lawn across the street from you. Yeah. That was actually really nice, and you did a thorough job. I was watching <laughs> I took a, I took a snap of you. I was like, look at him. He's so Thanks. nice. Yeah. Sharing is caring. Yeah, he's a, the neighbor is like an elderly guy that isn't in the best health, and his grass was getting really long, so I thought, you know what? I'll do something nice. Yeah, no, that was nice of you. Okay, I don't think I've done this shout-out before. I want to shout-out listeners that have taken a whole bunch of cool photos during this time. I have my camera on its tripod over there, <laughs> just standing like near the window, and I really would like to get to using it. It's a I have a Nikon D5200, and I haven't really played around with it, but I would like to. So for all of you guys that have been taking cool photos during this time and, you know, capturing the scenery, especially on nice days, kudos to you guys. Get on that, Raquel. (laughs) I know. Shout out to people who have been doing bodyweight workouts. Okay. Obviously, you're shouting out all the folks for working out. Cool. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out people that are keeping their pets healthy. I know that... I do think the vets are still open um, during this time. I uh, had to take Nala to the vet earlier on. She had an allergic reaction. And um, for those of you that are really keeping up with your pets, I've been feeding my steak. I went to the vet, the uh, not the vet the other day, I went to the, the pet shop the other day to get some rats for my snake, fed him. So keeping my pets healthy. <laughs> cool. It was Yeah, and it's always cool to see Gizmo eat. <laughs> Shout out to people who wear Fitbits. My school district's wellness committee is holding a steps challenge. So I got my Fitbit out and I have been tracking my steps this week. Shout out to anyone else out there that is wearing their Fitbit and keeping track of those steps. Yeah, Stu's in it to win it. He's out here taking all the (laughs) steps. His Fitbit's like, it's time to step. And Stu hops up, (laughs) ready to step around. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, big ups to the people who took time to stretch, stretch your bodies this week. If you are actually taking time out and stretching those muscles, more power to you. I, 
I need to do more of that, I feel like, but... You always talk about how you like doing that. I do, I, and today I did do a little bit of a stretch, but um, kudos to the people that are stretching. How about shout out to all the car enthusiasts out there? Since the weather has been nice outside, I've gotten out, quote, the fun cars. Shout out to anyone else out there who has gotten those, quote, fun cars out and taking care of them and getting them back on the road during the nice weather. The listeners may not know what your fun car is. What's your fun car? I have uh, two. I have two. One is a Nissan 350Z, and the other is a 1991 Chevy Camaro. Fun cars. That's right. (laughs) All right. um, Shout out once again to the folks that actually listen to our podcast. We appreciate you for hanging out with us. It's been a little bit while since we've dropped a podcast. We didn't post one last week, but we're glad to be back and... You know, we've been staying active. Yeah, it's been nice outside. I love taking advantage of the nice weather. I'd much rather enjoy the weather than be stuck inside. Maybe we'll record a podcast outside one day? (laughs) I don't know how that would sound, but if the setup is right, I'd definitely be down to do that. Maybe one day we'll have both an indoor and outdoor podcasting studio. But for now, we're resorting to my big comfy couch in my living room in my apartment. That was a show, I think, wasn't it? The big comfy couch? The big comfy couch. Yeah. With Luna and Molly. (laughs) Her dolly in the big comfy couch. I like that show. My sister. My sister liked that show, too. All right, listeners. Thanks so much for listening. It's really nice to have some consistent listeners. Yes, it really is. And you are the reason why we do this. Exactly. We like sharing with you all, and your support encourages us. If you want to contact us, please reach out on our Instagram. Also, remember, follow us because we're going to stop posting on our own personal Instagrams. So remember to follow us at the Fit Together Podcast. Check-in time? Yes, let's do it. Okay, um... Earlier last week, I kind of took a break from working out because I was having lots of cramps and just really bad cramping problems. Um, so I had to like kind of take a take a little bit of a break. Um, and then that's smart. It's good that you know when to pump the brakes a little bit and know my body needs a rest. Yeah, if sometimes it feels like I don't even have a choice. But then once I got back in the groove, I've been back to working out like I didn't miss a beat so that feels good it feels good to be back working out we've had some good workouts too and I'm happy to say I got some more dumbbells to add to the home basement gym we used those dumbbells today actually we did some dumbbell rows that's like one of my favorite exercises so I was really happy to be able to do those again at this point you have a legit gym we we do (laughs) I do whatever you want to say we have been able to have some good workouts down in the basement that's sweet and then after your workouts you've been fitting in a bike ride quite often I would say I've been trying to after the leg workouts so after we do a leg workout I throw the bike on the bike rack hop in the car and go do like a 30 minute bike ride i've been playing around with cooking making different dishes and experimenting with dishes i already knew how to make and trying them differently what are some of them tell tell our listeners some of the ones you've been trying i make a pretty good breakfast casserole and then i've been playing around with that recipe and basically messing it up and being (laughs) like why the heck did i do that (laughs) 
<laughs> so that was one that I would say I just want to stick to my original um, blend is quite good. And then I've been trying to make fried chicken. Today I actually made some that wasn't that bad. Did you? It's not like it's oh. not banging like ooh like this is the bomb. Shout out to uh, Savannah. She has some really good um, fried chicken. But you know I'm getting there. I'm trying to perfect my skill. But um, then when you I can s- say you have the secret recipe. Exactly. I want to be. I want to be like Popeyes. Popeyes. <laughs> Sunday was fun. This past Sunday was actually really fun. Yeah, it was. The past Sunday, my sister Steph came over. You were at my house. And we just had like a nice relaxing Sunday. We just hung out and just, we played Yahtzee. Yeah. I played Yahtzee for the first time this past weekend. (laughs) When we were at the store looking for some stuff on Saturday, we always do our grocery shopping. And when we were at the grocery store, we were looking at some other stuff and we came across Yahtzee. And I was saying to Raquel, I was like, have you ever played this? And she had never played it. I was like, oh, man, we got to get this then so you can play it. And we've been playing Yahtzee. And on Sunday, Steph joined us. It was a nice day. We also went to Target, just did like some errands here and there. But really, it was just more about hanging out, relaxing, taking it easy. It was a really nice day. Yeah, it was nice. I know that this might be a touchy one, but we didn't have a date night officially. I was going to say. We didn't officially, officially have a date night We this didn't week. set out and say, hey, this day is date night. We didn't. We did a lot. I know, I know why you said we didn't officially have one, because we didn't officially have one. But we did puzzles. We had time where we just kind of watched TV together and spent a lot of time together. But yeah, we yes, conquered no a pretty... Big puzzle. We did a pretty big puzzle. Yeah, so Raquel has been on this big (laughs) puzzle kick. Like, we finish one puzzle, and she's like, okay, let's go get another one. We've (laughs) we've done quite a few puzzles lately. Yeah, so we've done, like, anywhere between the 24-piece to the 48-piece, and then we jumped up to, like, 500-piece? 400. Okay, 400. There was a 400 one, the the Toy Story one, and then the other one was 500. Okay, so yeah, the 500 too. Yeah. So we did two pretty big puzzles, and now I moved up to 750. 750. <laughs> so that one, that one, Stu has not helped me that much with at all. <laughs> the puzzles, the other ones we did together. Yes. We did a lot of them together. I think you definitely did more than me. But <laughs> you definitely like puzzles more than I do. I enjoy it. It's something to do, but it's like you really like it. Yeah, and we have different strategies for how we attack the puzzles. We do. And, and it's funny. This, these past two puzzles, I don't think we got into an argument. No. But Stu has, like, this little thing about puzzles. Please explain to the listeners what happens when you're doing a puzzle. Because he gets, like, angry. And I'm like, I what mean, the heck is happening right now? <laughs> I would say when I do the puzzles, I always I have a strategy. I always start with the outside edges. And then I work in. You just find pieces and just like start going to town on whatever pieces you see that look like they'll start going together. Well, I'll modify that. I organize by color. You do. And then I go to town on whichever yeah. ones I think res- like whichever part feels good to me. Like, and like I, you know the when vibe. You, you're saying when I got, quote, angry, <laughs> it's because I was doing the outside part <laughs> and you were doing your part. And I felt like we just weren't really working together. I feel like 
we were just both doing our own thing and then it's like some of your pieces ended up being like edge pieces and i was like wait so you're doing both like don't if touch we're, my if edges we're not, if we're not gonna work together if you're gonna do the part you're doing and i'm doing the edges wait now you're even moving in on the edges i don't know yeah <laughs> but we we ended up getting over that i think yeah we just have different strategies and the funniest thing was his sister uh stephanie she was like, we, we were telling her how we do the puzzle, and like, she was like, aren't you supposed to start with the edges? And I was just like, uh, you guys learned how to do puzzles from the same person. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you did way more puzzles growing up, though. We would do a puzzle every once in a while. It sounds like you did a lot of puzzles. Yeah, my mom, she would, you know, pick out these puzzles, and they'd be intense. Like, I'm sure we did, like, thousand-piece puzzles. And, That's a lot. And she would just have them laid out there, and we'd organize them. We went at it. I think my mom liked edges, too, actually. I Did do she? think she, like, started well, with edges, but that's I not I feel like that's strategy. a logical thing. You start that's with the edges, and then you build in. I mean, like you said, <clears throat> I did a lot of the puzzles. Like, I did, I end up putting stuff together so i feel like my strategy can't be that bad i'm not saying your strategy's bad <laughs> i'm just saying i feel like a lot of people maybe <laughs> if you're out there listening tell us what how do you do the puzzle do I you wonder. start on the edges and build in or do you find colors that look alike and then build from there or a little maybe bit of people both. will tell us yeah what else we talked we a little bit about yahtzee but we've played a lot of yahtzee i told raquel when we first got the game it's like strategy and luck all in one she was like, what do you mean? She didn't really know what I was saying. And it's kind of hard to explain. If you've played Yahtzee, you know what I mean. It's a lot of luck, but there also is some strategy because you have to figure out which ones you want to roll. And you have to also figure out, okay, I have two of a five. Should I go for three of a kind? Should I go for full house? So there is also a strategy. And I think now that we've played We've played quite a bit this week. It's a lot of fun. You seem like you've gotten into it, and it, yeah. it seems like you like it. So that's I cool. like it. And if anyone, if you were like me and you'd never played, it's only ten bucks at Target. Not even that. Or my it's nine bucks. One? It was eight ninety nine. Oh, I thought it was ten. Okay, eight ninety nine. Well, under ten bucks at either Target or Meyer. I can't remember. For hours of fun. Hours of fun. Meyer. Um, then of course we've been working from home. Stu's working from home scenario is way different from mine. <laughs> What's yours like, Stu? I have office hours nine to noon, and when I have office hours, I have to email parents back if they email me. I have to you know respond to kids if they have questions. Basically, on Monday, when I sit down Monday morning, I put together basically everything for the week. So the students can log on and they can see what they're supposed to do for my class. Let's say a class, they have PE on Wednesdays. So they would go to my Google Classroom on Wednesday and they would see what they're supposed to do for me. And that's basically what I do. Monday morning, I put all the information out and then every day from nine to noon, if somebody emails me, if somebody posts a question in my Google Classroom, I respond and I help them when they need help. I'm not going to get into that much detail. My work from home, lots of meetings, and it's a lot of work from 8 until like 5.30 um, some days. And then um, shout out to my cousin Deanna. Her birthday was yesterday. Uh, she is awesome, and I hope that she was able to celebrate even though we're in quarantine. One more thing that's a really cool thing we did. Earth Day was on... April 22nd. That was Wednesday. Wednesday, we went out and we picked up litter 
along the side of the road where we do our morning walk. He carefully chose that word, litter. That's right. (laughs) Stu was, like, originally trying to post, and he was like, yeah, we were picking up trash. He's like, no, that doesn't sound right. That that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound as, like... Litter. Semantics, everybody. Semantics. (laughs) So, yes, we picked up litter for Earth Day, and I got a pretty good video of comparison. You did, Um, before and after. Before and after. There was trash all up in the bushes, just packed It was everywhere. And and we did a pretty good job of cleaning it out. Yeah. That was kind of cool to see. Shout out to anybody else that participated in Earth Day stuff. Yeah, it's a good shout out. We've still had a lot going on. I try to find my rhythm each day. I'm much more content when I do that. And that's really what brought this episode to fruition. Yeah. So let's get into the topic. What are we going to talk about? Today, we'll be talking about habits and routine and how they correlate to happiness. Like I just mentioned, I really like having a rhythm to my day and it helps me be happy. I thought it would be cool to share with our listeners why having daily habits, rhythm, and routine is important and how it can really affect your overall well-being and happiness. We'll be covering an article today by Brianna Wiest titled, The Psychology of Daily Routine. I know you like routine. Sometimes I think of routine as a negative thing, like doing the same thing over and over every day. But this article helps explain that that's not necessarily the case. It was refreshing for me to read that. Right. The article does say that. Let's dive into what the article says about routine and happiness. Cool. I'm excited. I think our listeners are really going to benefit from this, especially during these strange times of quarantine when it's easy to get in a funk and lose your rhythm. First off, the author mentions how the most successful people in history the ones many refer to as, quote, geniuses in their fields, had one thing in common, other than talent. Most adhered to rigid and specific routines. The author goes on to say routines seem boring and the antithesis to what you're told a, quote, good life is made of. Happiness, we infer, comes from the perpetual seeking of more, regardless of what is more. Yet, we don't realize... And I think this is what you'll like to hear, Raquel. Having a routine doesn't mean you sit in the same office every day for the same number of hours. Your routine could be traveling to a different country every month. It could be routinely unroutine. Yeah. The point is not what the routine consists of, but how steady and safe your subconscious mind is made through repetitive motions and expected outcomes. Whatever you want your day-to-day life to consist of doesn't matter. The point is that you decide and then stick to it. In short, routine is important because habitualness creates mood, and mood creates the nurture aspect of your personality. Not to mention that letting yourself be jerked around by impulsiveness is a breeding ground for everything you essentially do not want. Basically, routine is about sticking to what you say and do. Be steadfast. That's really cool and definitely a perspective that I like. I like the part about being routinely unroutine. That really resonates with me. I thought you'd like that. The article gives eight reasons why routine is so important. Take it away, Raquel. 
The first reason is your habits create your mood and your mood is a filter through which you experience your life. Psychologist Robert Thayer argues that moods are created by our habitualness, how much sleep we get, how frequently we move, what we think, how often we think it, and so on. The point is that it's not one thought that throws us into a tizzy, it's the pattern of continually experiencing that thought that compounds its effect and makes it seem valid. I think everyone does this at some point. I would call it going down a rabbit hole. I have to admit, I do that too. If we make it a habit of filling our brains with positive thoughts and positive habits, our mood will follow. I like that. Okay, moving on. You must learn to let your conscience decisions dictate your day, not your fears or impulses. With no regulation, focus, base, or self-control, anything can persuade you into thinking you want something that you don't actually. I want to go out for drinks tonight, not prepare for that presentation tomorrow. Seems valid in the short term, but in the long term, it's disastrous. Going out for drinks one night probably isn't worth bombing a super important meeting. Learning to craft routine is the equivalent of learning to let your conscious choices about what your day will be about guide you, letting all the other temporary crap fall to the wayside. And I have to admit, I used to do this. I would go out for drinks or party when it came up last minute, and then the next day, I'd feel horrible. And I wonder, why did I do that last night? Thus, impacting my happiness. I haven't really seen that side of you, so that's kind of weird to hear. When we met, I feel like you already started coming out of that phase. I like this point, though. No FOMO. No fear of missing out. It's not the end of the world if you miss one night out with friends. Learn to control your impulses, and you'll take command of your life. Well said. Okay, I, I like this next point. Happiness is not how many things you do but how well you do them. More is not better. I think I've gotten better about this throughout the years. For example, at work, I typically would try to do as many assignments as I could and try to you know, get as many things done as I could. But nowadays, I try to do things that I like, and it may be less things, but I feel more fulfilled, and I feel like I'm better support to my team because I'm not just trying to do, 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 <laughs> but um, I might be getting less, less, I guess, less things done, but it's more impact. I agree. I think you've definitely gotten better at that. It makes me think of that, um, isn't there like a, one of those speeches that you listen to in the morning, just because you're getting a lot done doesn't mean you're getting... Oh, Denzel Washington. Yeah. Just because you're doing a lot doesn't mean you're getting a lot done. Yeah. His mom was saying, like, you can walk on a You can, you can walk run on in a place trip. all yeah. day and never get anywhere. Exactly. I feel like, to me, this happiness is not how many things you do, but how well you do them. That resonates. Cool. I would agree. I think, I think that does explain, express what you think. Happiness is not experiencing something else. It's continually experiencing what you already have in a new and different way. Unfortunately, as, we, as we're taught that passion should drive our every thought, move, and decisions, we're basically impaled with the fear that we're unhappy because we're not doing enough. I just thought of something. During this quarantine, I've had to experience what I'm already passionate about 
which is working out, in new ways. I've had to be creative and come up with ways for us to work out at home. Yeah, you've done a really good job with that, I think. Thanks. Okay, next point. When you regulate your daily actions, you deactivate your, quote, fight or flight instincts because you're no longer confronting the unknown. This is why people have such a difficult time with change and why people who are constant in their habits experience so much joy. Simply, their fear instincts are turned off long enough for them to actually enjoy something. I will admit, I have trouble with change. I think this point really nails it for me. I am quite happy, and I think it's probably because I'm enjoying what I do. It's simple, but I really do enjoy, but I really do enjoy my life. That's good. I think for me, I regulate my fight-or-flight instincts through maybe my expectations of life. I kind of, um, I go through life thinking anything is possible. And if I put my mind to it and, you know, I can figure out a way to do it. And so if something is challenging, my instinct is not going to just be like, oh my gosh, like flee. My instinct is going to be because of the mood that I've set for myself is to like, how do we push forward? How do we be resilient? How, like, what do I need to do to, um, combat this challenge and I think that's like another way to think of it so you know like one way one way to have routine is through mindset of bringing like a you know kind of a stability in this when you're faced with a challenge okay that's a good point okay moving right along as children routine gives us a feeling of safety as adults it gives us a feeling of purpose interestingly enough those two feelings are more similar than you think. It's the same thing as the fear of the unknown. As a child, we don't know which way is left, um, let alone why we're alive or whether or not a particular activity we've never done before is going to be scary or harmful. When we're adults engaging with routineness, we can comfort ourselves with simple idea of, I know how to do this, or I've done it before. This one is kind of tough for me to digest. I like the unknown. I even say the phrase, I thrive in ambiguity. I think I have a sense of purpose, and I'm also perfectly content with not knowing what to do. I could understand that. I think you like challenges, though. When you're constantly being challenged, that's like a routine in itself. Think of what it said earlier, routinely unroutine. Yeah, that's a good point. That's an interesting way of thinking of it. We're like yin and yang. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Next. You feel content because routine consistently reaffirms a decision you already made. The author talks about if said decision is that you want to write a book and you commit to doing three pages each night for however long it takes to complete it, you affirm not only your choice to begin, but your ability to do it. It's honestly the healthiest way to feel validated. So for me, personally, My decision is I want to be fit and healthy. So every day when I'm eating healthy and exercising, it reaffirms my decision. I made a decision to commit to that lifestyle and I'm sticking to it. Yep, you're definitely sticking to your decision. I'm a big believer in following through with the plan, so I like this point. Okay, next. As your body self-regulates, routine becomes the pathway to flow. Flow is essentially what happens when we become so completely engaged with what we're doing, 
all ideas or worries dissolve and we're just completely present in the task. The more you train your body to respond to different cues, 7 a.m. is when you wake up, 2 p.m. is when you start writing, and so on, you naturally fall into a flow with a lot more ease, just out of habit. I definitely feel this one. I actually said I'm in a puzzle flow right now when we were doing puzzles the other night. We <laughs> talked about that earlier. You're whether, definitely in a puzzle flow. Whether it be working on a puzzle, the podcast, or my diversity and inclusion consulting business, when I'm engaged in those activities, time seems to just fly by. There are times when I completely lose track of time. Before I know it, it's 2 a.m. And this is very true. That is very true. (laughs) It still surprises me to this day when you say, I was up till 3 a.m. working. (laughs) That's another example of how you're routinely unroutine. Yeah. um, When people talk about like intermittent sleep patterns, that like so resonates with me and to the extent that I have to remind myself that sleep is important. Because <laughs> I just, you know, it's like, oh, sleep? When? Why do I need that? But, um, you know, because I, I do get really enthralled in my, in my work. Yeah, you do. It's that <laughs> flow. Okay, the last reason for routine. When we don't settle into routine, we teach ourselves that, quote, fear is an indicator that we're doing the wrong thing, rather than just being very invested in the outcome. A lack of routine is just a breeding ground for perpetual procrastination. It gives us gaps in spaces in which our subconscious minds can say, well, you can take a break now, when in fact you have a deadline. But if you're used to taking a break at that point in time, you'll allow it simply because you always do. This really resonates with me, and it makes sense. Quite often I hear people say, I get less accomplished when I have more time. It's so weird. And I can personally attest to this. Summer break, for example. I have a lot of free time. I've been better these past couple of summers, but I remember the first couple of summers, I would have so much I wanted to accomplish. And then August would roll around, and I wouldn't have done hardly anything. It's because I had no routine, no plan. I thought, I have all summer to do it, which only led to procrastination, and then not getting anything accomplished. I never really thought of the correlation between fear and routine. This is interesting. You know, I don't like the word fear, and I would say it's not a part of the vocabulary of who I am. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, that whole, it was interesting to hear your summer, like, I didn't know that you had summers that you were like, I didn't get anything done, because I've just seen, like, your pictures of projects that you've done. Uh, where you've actually, you know, got a whole bunch accomplished. And then now that I've known you, I feel like it's true, like what I said earlier about you coming out of the phase. Definitely. Um, when, when I, I mean, I those summers you. that I was talking about that I was referring to, those were like the first couple of summers that I had my first teaching job. Okay. And I, I mean, I, I really, I would just, I would go to the pool, I'd work out, and there would be things that I wanted to do, but August would roll around, and I'm like, oh, well, didn't do them. I'd go out drinking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was just different. I actually, I thought of one. I think I could use emails as an example of this one. I know what you're thinking, emails. <laughs> but seriously, I hate emails. I don't really have a routine for emails, and they tend to pile up. And then I procrastinate doing them because I dread them. Wow. Maybe this article just helped me <laughs> have a breakthrough. 
<laughs> maybe I need to come up with some sort of routine for my emails. Like I, I need to, but I just, yeah, I need one. That's awesome. I think it did. I know how you hate emails. Maybe if you set up some type of routine for how you do your emails, how you respond to them, that'll help. Yeah, I might need your help because I don't <laughs> even know where to start. <laughs> I'd be happy to help with that. Okay, that's that's real life right there because everyone listening here that knows me is like, yeah, she sucks at emails. So, anyways. I, I wouldn't say that about yourself. Oh, gosh. Stu, have you seen my email box? Yeah, but I mean... I wouldn't say you suck. It's just you don't have a routine. Now you'll have a routine. Uh, We'll come up with one. Thanks, babe. All right. That was a good discussion. Time to wind this thing down? Yes. Let's recap that for our listeners. Eight reasons why routine help. Number one, your habits create your mood. And your mood is a filter through which you experience your life. Number two, you must learn to let your conscience decisions dictate your day, not your fears or impulses. Number three, happiness is not how many things you do, but how well you do them. Number four, when you regulate your daily actions, you deactivate your fight or flight instincts because you're no longer confronting the unknown. Number five, as a child, routine gives us a feeling of safety. As adults, it gives us a feeling of purpose. Number six, you feel content because routine consistently reaffirms the decision you already made. Number seven, as your body self-regulates, routine becomes the pathway to flow. Number eight, when we don't settle under routine, we teach ourselves that fear is an indicator that we're doing the wrong thing rather than just being very invested in the outcome. We hope that these ideas resonate. It is okay if these ideas sound different. From what you currently do, awareness of new methods can help to improve your routines, which in return can increase your happiness. Yeah, I mean, I think trying out these different mindsets and like I said, for me, you know, trying out new routines, even though I like to be unroutine or routinely unroutined. For example, with my emails, trying out a routine is definitely going to help me. So you guys keep me accountable. I should follow up on this one. I'll help keep you accountable. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening. And if you want to share how you stay positive, tell us on our Instagram at the Fit Together Podcast. Until next time, and remember, fit together. Bye.